What's up, everyone? This is your boy, Jeremy John. And I'm Matthew White. And we are the Sports Reality Podcast. Just wanted to say thanks for tuning into this episode. And to let you know that you can listen to us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Just go on any of those podcast platforms and search for the Sports Reality Podcast. Hit the subscribe button so you can be up to date on all of our content. Thanks again for tuning in and enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 118th edition of the Sports Reality. My name is Jeremy John, a.k.a. the fourth greatest Grenadian of all time. Perfect. A.k.a. the Little Wayne of podcasts, because I will get on any podcast and hit it with the J train. Perfect. Let's welcome my co-host, Matthew White. Some days he goes by Barry White, and some days he goes by Betty White. Perfect. Matthew, how's everything going with you? Uh, It's okay. That's okay. How's the week so far? It is Wednesday, August the fifth. How's the week treating you? Uh, about I want to say like a C, C plus right now. Okay. All right. All right. Um, we have a lot to get into for this week's episode. Before we get into that, though, I do need to, uh, I guess, talk about something, uh, something that we haven't done in a while. We have not done our About Time. You watched that muse- movie review. Uh, it is because I am in school. Um, this is my last week of school before my short, short, short summer break uh, and before I then start the fall semester so that is why we haven't done an about time you watch that movie review i think the next movie though is going to be uh, a denzel washington theme movie i've been teasing that for a while um matthew what which what should be the two movies just make the decision make mm. an executive order what are the two movies i should be uh have you seen man on fire no i have not Okay, man. Have you seen Train? You seen Training Day, right? No, I have not. Okay, well, there we go. Those two. Movies. There we go. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's uh, I guess those are two movies. So make sure when we put the poll up on uh social media on our Instagram page, the Sports Reality, um, make sure you vote so I can uh watch. I guess the better movie. I have an idea what's already the better movie. One of them actually won an Oscar. The other one did pretty well, but you know, um, I hope you all pick the the better movie and then uh, I will watch it during my break and then we'll have our about time you watch that movie review. We have a lot to get into for today's show, though. We're going to talk about week one of the NBA resume in the NBA bubble. We'll talk about the NFL, NFL training camps, the COVID list, the opt-out list, uh, other plans with the NFL. We'll also get into Major League Baseball, the uh, the uh, crossroads that they are at. 
We'll also talk about things outside of sports like the explosion in Beirut, Lebanon. Lebanon. We'll talk about Donald Trump's interview with Axios and much more. And then our Reddit topic of the week. We kind of teased it before, uh, but didn't really get into an extensive conversation about it. For this week, we are going to talk about restructuring the NBA season. Uh, It has come up because obviously with the NBA resume in uh, in the resumption of the uh, NBA in Orlando, it made us think, what are the possibilities for the NBA season? Uh, What can happen if we adjust the calendar, uh, adjust the format, things like that? Exactly. So we will discuss that, all the possibilities. We'll talk about the positives and the negatives and everything that entails that. Just want to remind you all to subscribe to the podcast where podcasts are available. That includes Apple Podcasts, Anchor, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and a lot more. If you're not sure where you would like to listen to us, all you have to do is go on Google search the sports reality podcast subscribe to us on the podcast platform of your choice leave a rating leave a review so we could grow and reach more people let's now get into the nba matthew how excited are you for the nba and the resumption of the season in the bubble in orlando uh i'm glad it's back i'm glad it's back i'm a little pretty excited Wish the Lakers weren't mm, looking so poor sometimes. Oh, it must be good to actually have a good team where you could say a two and one record is uh is is poor performance. It was Perfect. it was it, look it was a struggle to get to that two and one. <laughs> Let's start with uh I guess the first matchup for the entire NBA. It was the Pelicans versus who did the Pelicans play that first night? Mm-mm. I'm not even sure. I can't remember. It it wasn't the Grizzlies, right? No, it wasn't the Grizzlies. I'm trying to remember who it was they played. It wasn't Denver. I don't know. It doesn't even matter now. But uh, they lost lost that match. It was the Jazz. Yes, it was the Jazz. Okay, I was trying to remember who it was. It was the Jazz. Uh, Everyone obviously was trying to see uh, the return of Zion Williamson. Uh, He played all right, but was on a minutes restriction. The second game, though, was the Battle of L.A. Clippers versus Lakers. Your Los Angeles Lakers came came on top victorious. Let's start with your boy, LeBron James. Has the COVID break actually helped him out? Or is this just LeBron James, Matt? I think it's just LeBron at this. I mean... At this point, I'm sure he's a little bit. He, I think he'd be playing like this no matter what. Wintertime, summertime, spring, autumn. It doesn't. It, it, it. I feel like it helped everybody else a little bit more, especially JaVale McGee and Anthony Davis. Yes. Um, JaVale McGee and Anthony Davis in the game. In game one, actually played pretty good. In the beginning, first half. It was uh, Kawhi Leonard was looking really, really good. And we'll talk about Kawhi Leonard coming up soon. Uh, some of the other matchups. Uh, we'll talk about the other matchups that the Lakers had. But um, Zion Williamson versus John Morant 
which was on Monday. Did you get a chance to watch that game? I saw some highlights. New Orleans Pelicans ended up winning that game. Zion Williamson, for a stretch during that game, was not looking really good. Uh, He was looking very gassed. Uh, Head coach Alvin Gentry even said, hey, he's probably going to only play in, in the fourth quarter. You know, five to eight minutes. They got to the five-minute mark, and Zion Williamson was looking really gassed. He was ready to come out. He came out, sat out for about a minute or two. Um, And then he came back in the game, the shocker to most fans. And I tweeted this before he returned. I was like, yo, Zion has to lose weight. Before I even get to what happened after that tweet, (laughs) Do you agree with that sentiment, Matthew, that Zion ultimately still has to lose weight? Maybe a little bit. I don't I I, I still don't know if you want to like mess with like his just him yet too much. You know what I'm saying? Just he, the way he plays, he he might need to weigh a look like he might need to be a little bit on the heavier side. And so, yeah, that, that's the constant dilemma. I remember we interviewed uh, trainer Sergio, and he, he even mentioned, you know, kind of he was on the fence of it, on, on, on the situation. He said it'll be great if he loses weight, but based on what he sees and the uh, body fat, it's almost like, well, he's not really unhealthy. It's just, yeah. and he's not out of shape. He's just a heavy guy so so it it just all depends i i still think he needs to lose weight just because i think it's just gonna cause less stress on the knees because we know he's part of his skill set is athleticism and jumping up and down is he's gonna be doing that for his entire career and eventually you know it doesn't matter how strong your calves and your thighs are Eventually, it's just force coming down on that knee, uh, on those knees. So I, I think ultimately he needs to lose weight. However, when he came back into the game against the Grizzlies, he showed why he was the number one overall draft pick. He came back firing, got that extended the lead for the Pelicans and allowed them to win that matchup. Um, Memphis Grizzlies, though, they got some bad news. After that game, very bad news. Jaron Jackson Jr., your guy, uh, had a uh, it, it looks like he has a torn meniscus, he is now out for the remainder of the season. With that being said, and I wish I had the standings in front of me, um, but we uh, when the NBA season resumed, the Grizzlies were the eighth seed. Mm-hmm. With that. Being said, and knowing that Jaron Jackson is going to be out for the remainder of the season, do you think the Grizzlies are going to end up staying in that number eight seed, or are they going to Uh, drop out? It's no way. It's no way. I can't see it. They were already uh, in very tight games with Jaron Jackson Jr., and you can't really replace somebody like that. Like, no. And I... The the Blazers have been very good, or they. I think the, the 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 break helped them more than like any team in the NBA. But yeah, now the Grizzlies they might need to try to tank these last five games to get into the lottery. 
All right, so that being said, and let's talk about that Zion versus Ja matchup. The NBA has come out that all awards will be based on what happened from the beginning of the season to the stoppage of play in March. Zion Williamson, before that stoppage, I think only played 17 games. Ja Morant played the entire year. Ja Morant was the presumptive favorite for the Rookie of the Year award nothing has changed okay so you say nothing has changed (laughs) i don't there's no way there's no way i saw a lot of people especially after that game because john morant didn't have a good Mm -hmm. game that made him shoot three-pointers they did they did they made him shoot outside shots um that was key but i could say the first game against the jazz he was doing everything he wanted to do against the Jets. They lost I think they lost that game. But he still was doing what he wanted to do. Absolutely. I, I just think it's just unfair that, you know, a lot of NBA fans now are saying, "Oh, we'll see." Now, you know, I know my opinion doesn't matter, but my opinion is that now Zion should be rookie mm-hmm. year. I, I don't think one matchup determines who's going to be rookie of the year other news in the nba the greek freak versus harden they had their matchup and i'm gonna be real as much basketball i've watched (laughs) and as much as i am a basketball fan i never really paid attention to the rivalry between Giannis Antetokounmpo and James Harden. Oh, they, what is it? James Harden thinks he stole his MVP last year. <laughs> Not only James Harden, the, James, the Harden fan base. See, I always forget that he has a fan base. That's the thing that I forget about. Not o- it seems like so many people hate the way he plays basketball. <laughs> Not only does he have a fan base, there's like a there's the Harden fan base, and then there's the Rockets fan base that are almost like equally annoying. <laughs> so, so like to me, I thought they were playing it up, but when ESPN was you know talking about the rivalry, and then I actually saw a video on YouTube where they were gathering clips between both those guys and i'm like hold on i don't think they like each other <laughs> and, and, and it kind of showed it during that game on sunday before we even get to the game do you like that abc is now putting primetime games on sunday oh i like but the basketball uh i'm not the right person to ask about that i'm just excited that they have the games on perfect so with everything going on and and it it made me think you know there's not a lot of like new programming because of covid Mm -hmm. like the summer shows would have been recorded or you know taped when covid started in march so it kind of interrupted a lot of things so of course these networks had to put programming somehow i'm i'm happy that they decided hey we got this area we got this time slot let's just you know put it on put some nba on uh that was a very good game there was a matchup between the yankees and red sox and Mm -hmm. i think the game yankees red sox it ended off ended in a walk-off home run by aaron judge score was like nine to seven and when you compare the ratings for the yankees game and the ratings for the nba game nba game still like 
overpowered them. So I just thought that was interesting, especially when we're talking about Yankees, Red Sox versus Bucks, Rockets. It's not Lakers, Celtics. You understand what I'm saying? If Bucks Rockets is good though. It's it's uh, I don't want to, I'm not gonna say anything ridiculous like it's the new Lakers Celtics, but it's a up and coming rivalry Perfect. for sure. It and is two star players. It I, I still don't want to say they don't like each other, but like there, there's animosity there for sure. <laughs> but yeah, my, my biggest point was like we have the Yankees Red Sox established rivalry. Oh versus huge rivalry yeah versus something that's a rivalry within themselves season yeah yeah so that's why i say i thought it was really interesting but it's it's but it's the what is it it's baseball versus basketball that's true that's true and and that's good basketball at that <laughs> so uh they went at it rockets ended up winning that matchup Giannis antetokounmpo played well throughout the game but the last what four or five minutes of the game that jumper wasn't wasn't falling uh, he turned on the defensive clamps they i have to commend the rockets because they're known for not playing defense but somehow, <laughs> somehow they actually, you know, turned on a switch. Even James Harden wasn't just allowing guys to go to the basket. Nope. Uh, and they caused Giannis to, to, you know, commit some turnovers. And then Chris Middleton, who started out the game, what, seven for seven? What, 17 fire. points <laughs> just a couple minutes into the second quarter? And and, and he, well, he started... You know, not hitting buckets, and they and they also forced other guys like Dante Divincenzo to start shooting, which I think was key for the Rockets. That's what you want. And uh, yeah, I I think they played really really well. So we got to give them credit where it's due. I always bash D'Antoni teams for playing zero defense, and you got to give them credit. Yeah, was it fourth quarter? Definitely for sure on that. Devin Booker. Please tell me you watched that game that he played show. against the Clippers. Of course. I, I, I'm a big fan of whenever the Clippers lose. Hatchway. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you're such a hater. <laughs> I did, look, it's not even that they're like a good team and I'm that they actually they're it if Montrez and uh if Montrez somehow, you know, he has a lot going on in his life for sure. But if he's on that team, I I hate to say that they're the favorites, but they're they're definitely one B. You know what I'm saying? As far as winning the championship this indoor well coming out of the West this year. Um I'm not a I'm, I'm not the hugest Chris or Paul George fan, for sure. <laughs> oh man. So um Devin Booker mm-hmm. has the Phoenix Suns three and O in the restart. In real contention mm. for that eighth seed. When I say contention, I would, I would love to see it. I would love to see it. I yes. would love that. And when I say contention in the mix, because let's remember, if the eight and nine seed are within four games of each other, but then there's a play-in, and they're moving up the standings, and they will be right there. It looks like so far, Devin Booker is playing phenomenal showing that he's one of the best shooting guards in the game 
the and then more importantly, his team is playing well because that has been the knock for Devin Booker. It's like, okay, you're putting up these numbers, but doesn't seem like Lots it's really losses. helping your team. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, and that's why he's just a one-time All-Star. And he's a one-time All-Star because, what was it, uh, Littler got injured. So that's always been the knock on Devin Booker. But so far, since the NBA has resumed, he has played pretty well. Another NBA player that's playing pretty well, Luka Doncic. You said pretty well? <laughs> I guess that's an understatement, right? I don't know. It's some of the yeah. It's it seems he just puts up made up two K number games all the time. Perfect. He is the youngest player in NBA history to have a thirty twenty ten triple double. Youngest player. Now I understand. Look, I understand a lot of these things are going to be skewed because back in the day. Guys like Kareem and Wilt and even, you know, Bird and and Magic and Jordan, they played two and three years in college before they got to the pros. And Luka came in at age 19, so he just came in younger. I don't care. It's his second year that he did it. And those numbers, some guys who are Hall of Famers don't even put up those numbers. There are rebounds a lot, <laughs> like just by itself. <laughs> there are Hall of Famers that never put up a number like that. So you got to give credit where it's due. Dallas is also looking really good. Kristaps is light. Have you seen that he, he lost some weight? Kristaps looks like he, he's looking good. He's looking. He's not back to New York Kristaps, but, you know. That's Getting that's a good rebounds too. He had a big rebound game that game too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, Dallas, they're they're looking really good, and even that game where Luca went off, the Kings put up a fight. That game with the overtime, Kings almost had, they had a shot, and they unfortunately they lost. Uh, but uh, yes, so that that's been really good. Also, Carmelo Anthony, clutch bubble, bucket, bubble mellow. <laughs> Might be better than Hoodie Mellow. <laughs> okay, so that's a great question. F- from what we've seen, Hoodie Mellow all these summers and Bubble Mellow, who has lost a phenomenal amount of weight, who is actually like you can visually see he's playing defense. Very rare. And he's hitting clutch buckets. We had two games now. The the matchup against the, was it the Celtics? No, no, not the Celtics. I forgot which team they played first where he had clutch, clutch buckets at the end of the game. And then a game winner against the Rockets, the team that blamed them for all their problems mm. last year. That was unfair. Which which mellow is, is, is better? Better. Hoodie mellow. <laughs> Bubble Mellow. You gotta say Bubble Mellow because Hitty Mellow is playing pretty much at the YMCA. Perfect. It's against NBA players, but you know, it's not in the NBA. Olympic Mellow is, you know, definitely up there also. Yeah, man. It's just... It, 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 it was great to see, especially, you know, we talk about LeBron James being in year 17, and LeBron James... Obviously has three championships. LeBron James is one of the greatest basketball players of all time. We got to give credit to Carmelo Anthony because he's also in year 17 also. 
and still, still putting still up buckets. some very good numbers. So credit to Carmelo Anthony, uh, TJ Warren, Ooh. first guy to drop 50 points in the bubble against the Philadelphia 76ers. You've been talking about TJ Warren for several years now. So Matthew, the floor is yours. This is your time to accept your acceptance speech. He he's only gotten better. Perfect. Like TJ Warren for a the Suns TJ Warren could not shoot a three-pointer. Like that was he was Richard Hamilton pretty much, a mid-range only, back to the basket. He's a a big small forward. I don't know. TJ Warren's game has just always been uh one well everybody in Phoenix kind of gets misused for a while until they get traded, but yeah, no, TJ Warren, that's that's my guy for sure. The Pacers are looking like a hard out, you know, because not oh, only is TJ Warren playing well, he had uh like we said 50 something points first game. He backed that up with 32 points the other day. Mm-hmm. More importantly, Victor Oladipo decided, oh, okay, I'm going to play. When just a few weeks ago, he was not sure if he was going to play at all. So that is very helpful for the Indiana Pacers. So they they're going to be that. they're going to be a hard out. They are definitely going to be a hard out. This is not part of the rundown. Did you see your, and I'm saying your Brooklyn Nets, because you predicted that Jamal Crawford was going to play for the Nets. So I'm going to give you the title. They're going to be your team because that's what you, your prediction. Did you see them actually beat the Bucks? And the Bucks were, what, a 17-point favorite going into the uh, game? Absolutely. I saw, I saw, saw uh, parts of it. I saw that they uh, they sat Giannis after uh, 16 minutes, 17 minutes. Now, I do understand that. Um, I understand that the Bucks they've locked up the first seed, correct? Oh, it's, yeah. So. It makes sense. It makes sense. It's still the Nets that don't have Kyrie, Katie, Chandler. They didn't have Karis LeVert. They didn't have Joe Harris, DeAndre Jordan. Spencer did. They don't have most of their team. So, so uh, I mean, the Bucks still. I I thought this game was bad for the supporting cast of the Bucks because Giannis is, in my opinion, MVP. Chris Middleton is a very good second option. However, the other guys, I mean, it was their time to step up. It was yeah. their time to show that, you know what, we're really good because we are good also with, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and they didn't do it. You know, guys like Wesley Matthews and Dante DiVincenzo and Brooke Lopez and Sterling Brown and George Hill and Marvin Marvin Williams. Like, I'm sorry, this is a Nets team that doesn't have a full NBA roster. They should have beaten them. Especially when when you think about it, Giannis and Chris did play. Yes, I, I understand it was only 16 minutes, but my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think it was just in the first half. Am I correct on that? I'm not sure. I want to say that they only played in the first half. Okay, so if they only played in the first half, I will, you know, take that comment back. 
And the uh, the Nets player, the what's my man's name? The, the three names, I can never remember. Uh, he was having a great game for the Nets too. And the fact that you have to say the guy with the three names just proves. You no, know, dog. You, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 an abbreviation. You know who this dude is? He used to play for the 76ers. Oh, um, uh, yep, him. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, but I don't I don't know his name. That's that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh man Timothy Lethal Cabaret <laughs> I knew something like that yep. but I Those wasn't sure <laughs> I just wasn't sure who it, it was, was. Going off. Uh, other other news in the NBA so we kind of went forward and we're going to go back now the NBA when it resumed we were able to see what they were going to do when it came to social justice protesting the NBA, we mentioned before in previous episodes, they had Black Lives Matter on the f- on the floor. Uh, players were able to choose if they wanted to customize their jerseys for uh, social justice uh, names on the back of their jerseys. So either names of individuals who have been, you know, killed, uh, other phrases, other um, just messages on the back of their jersey. We mentioned that, but uh, we also saw first two games of the resumption of the season and since then pretty much every game we've had the entire lineups entire teams coaches even referees uh workers at the at the at the bubble all take a knee during the national anthem Uh, they also had players wear black lives matter t-shirts you had coaches that have um, patches on their polos and sweatshirts and other apparel for the, about their social justice initiatives. So we had that. There are two players who decided to stand for the National Anthem. We have Myers Leonard, who, uh, when he was asked, you know, he said, you know what, I, I stand with my teammates and I actually stand with the message. And I'm paraphrasing. He said, uh, but at the same time, he's like, my father is a service member and uh to me you know standing for the national anthem means blah 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 for me and he said that and so i'll start with you matthew did you have any issue with myers leonard saying or giving that reason first of all do you have any do you have any problem with myers leonard even standing for the national anthem i didn't even i thought it was just Jonathan Isaacs. I didn't. I had no idea that Myers Leonard was a. Yeah. Um. So you know that's so that is an interesting comment that you just made because we'll talk about I Jonathan Isaac coming up soon, but uh, Myers Leonard. You have any? Oh, let's start with him and and his reasoning. Do you have any issue with him? Deciding. I honestly would have to hear some some more of this reasoning. I guess just I I don't know. I, I it's it's definitely a little bit of a problem for sure. And I explain guess. explain why you think it's a a little bit of a problem. Just like the you, you gotta I get I guess take the the temperature of the room. You know what I'm saying? Like every, you you see what is what is going on in the nation and in the, the, the league that he is like definitely playing in. I'm, that's a tough one. So that's I'll, a tough one. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, I'll be devil's advocate on this one. Mm. 
we, and I say we, um, and actually, let me say me first before I say we. Uh, we, when Kaepernick started this and he was literally the only person doing it. And he got the flack that he got, that he got. I stood by Kaepernick and said, look, it's his right to do what he wants to do. Eventually, other players started to get into the same, you know, they started doing the same protesting. To, and it's now to the point that literally every <laughs> league and almost entire teams are doing it. Mm-hmm. it. Is it fair that we are now saying, hey, now, because we, we, and I say we, collectively, the general public said, Kaepernick, you need to stand up for the national anthem. Mm-hmm. Is it wrong that we're now saying, oh, you know, Myers Leonard, you need to take a knee? It might. uh, If it's wrong, like, it's, I don't know, man. Okay, well, hold on. Yeah. No, look, that's a tough one. That's a tough one for sure. So I, I, he might, I just, you hate hearing the same excuse. Like, I understand that uh, somebody in your family may be a service member or something, but yeah, no, I'm, I don't know. That's a tough, like, because literally this is the first time I, I heard of Myers Leonard doing this. I had no clue. This one caught me off guard a little bit. So I'll make a distinction between Myers Leonard and Drew Brees. I criticize Drew Brees and I have no problem with what Myers Leonard is doing because the difference is Drew Brees said, I don't see why anyone would take a knee. He also said everyone, and remember, he said everyone should honor the flag and the national anthem and our military. He said that Myers Leonard isn't saying that. He's saying, hey, for me, I'm just going to stand, and this is my reason, and I'm still, and I also, at the same time. I'm going to have to go back and check and see what Myers Leonard said. So, to me, that's the difference. Between him and Drew Brees. I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. And if if that's the case, you can't, you can't really persecute him for that. If that's what, you know, he... Yeah, because he, yeah, nah, you're right. And also, there, I'm going to give it a little, you know, visual perspective on this too. With him standing, he had his arms on his, teammates are on both sides, had okay. had his arms on their shoulder. The teammates had their arms around him. Okay, so See, there that's was, a different visual. Like, I was, I was thinking Myers Leonard had the whole, he was, you know solo dolo with the hand over his heart you know ready to go with the i yeah nah look that yeah that is it's different drew Brees. okay well drew Brees was wilding <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah no nah, you can't even really compare those two and, and that's why i said that's the difference now let's actually get to the bigger one because uh the bigger situation because you mentioned him jonathan isaac jonathan isaac I thought he was the only person that did it. Jonathan Isaac is the other guy who decided to stand for the national anthem. 
he is also more importantly, and I forgot to mention this for the guy for people who don't know Myers Leonard. Myers Myers Leonard is a white guy. Jonathan Allen Jonathan Isaac is black. He plays for the Orlando Magic. He had uh, an interesting statement, and actually, I want to I want to play it for you all. So uh, here it is. Hopefully, you all could hear the audio pretty good um and the uh, question came from taylor rooks so uh here it is so you didn't kneel during the anthem but you also didn't wear a black lives matter shirt uh do you believe that black lives matter absolutely i believe that black lives matter um a lot, a lot went into my decision and, and part of it is first off um is it, it, my thought that you know kneeling or wearing a black lives matter t-shirt um don't go hand in hand with supporting Black Lives. And so um, I felt like just me personally, um, what it is that I believe in standing on a stance that um, I do believe that Black Lives Matter, but I I just felt like it was a decision that I had to make. And, and I, I didn't um, you know, feel like putting putting that shirt on and, and kneeling uh, went hand in hand with um, supporting Black Lives or that it, it made me support Black Lives or not. I believe that. Uh, for myself, my, my, my life has been supported um, through the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and that everyone is made in the image of God and that we all fall short of God's glory and that, uh, you know, each and every one of us, each and every day do things that we shouldn't do. We say things that we shouldn't say. Um, we hate and we, we dislike people that we shouldn't hate and dislike. Um, and, and sometimes it gets into a point where we point fingers about whose evil is worse. And, and sometimes that comes down to simply whose evil is, is most visible. So um, I felt like I wanted to just take a stand on it. I feel like we all make mistakes, but I think the, the gospel of Jesus Christ is that there's grace for us and that Jesus came and died for our sins and that if we all will come to an understanding of that and understand that God wants to have a relationship with us, um, that we can get past skin color, we can get past all the things in our world that are messed up, jacked up. Um, I think when you look around, racism isn't the only thing that, that, that plagues our society that plagues our nation, that plagues our world. And I feel like, you know, coming together on that message that we want to get past not only racism, but everything that that, 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 that plagues this other society. I feel like the answer to it is, is the gospel. So, Matthew, that's is that your first time actually hearing what he said? And uh, the whole thing, yeah. I'm going to let you start before I say what I got to say. Uh, I don't. It, it it seems like he went off kind of like he started answering like a different question, like towards the end. I uh, I don't even really. It didn't really sound like he had a point he was trying to make. That he just was standing to stand. Like I guess I don't know. It didn't. I don't know. That didn't really sound. That uh, Myers Myers Leonard reason was a little bit better. I feel. I, yeah. So, so, so I'll say this. I just like I said with Myers Leonard. If you decide you want to stand during the national anthem for whatever reason, I have no problem if it's not rooted in some sort of uh, hate, uh, hate, or you know, discrimination, or you know, selfish perspective i have no problem with that if you just decided hey i'm gonna 
stand for the national anthem because it, it's important to me. I have no issue. Once you're not saying, hey, it's important to me and it should be important to you. Jonathan Isaac and Myers Leonard did not do that. However, Jonathan Isaac, this is, and actually in the very beginning, I had no problem with what he said. He said, to me, it came across as, look, man, these t-shirts and these jerseys with names on the back of them that aren't mine really ain't helping anyone. And I've heard a lot of people say that. They're just like, okay, you're doing this, but is it really making changes? That's a fair question. I, I I'm I'm in the opinion that I'm of the opinion or I have the opinion that these messages are actually helping because there are literally people, even with all the stuff that we know, there are people who don't are know where. Yeah, they're unaware. And they sat for a basketball game and they're like, you know what? I don't know who Brianna Taylor is, believe it or not. I don't know who Ahmad Aubrey is. I don't know who Sandra Bland is. I didn't know that we need to do education reform. I didn't know that, you know, this and that was going on. So it's working. And actually, side note, I want to talk about some of the other things that the NBA is doing to help with everything. But that's later. So I understand back to Jonathan Isaac where he says, look, man, to me, this is not the end game or end goal i had no problem with that my issue then came the very next statement where he tried to say look man and mind you many of y'all know i'm a christian man but even as a christian it can't just simply be let's pray it away like there has to be some action and there has to be some some common sense on this this these issues have been plaguing this country for 400 plus years and yes things have changed with the action things have changed in my opinion through divine intervention that's just me things have also changed by action and this is a time where action needs to happen and my big issue was where he tried to pretty much say well you know we we all hate he basically tried to say everyone hates or everyone does something that isn't you know good and why are we going to focus on this so that was my problem with with it and that's where i say you know what i don't agree with you with that so like i said in the very beginning i had no problem with what he's saying that's his opinion it didn't come from a basis of hate or bigotry or selfishness but then you know the whole like well you know we, we, we just we can just pray about it and things will get better I, I believe in the power of prayer, but I also believe in the power of prayer and action. So that was my problem with what he said. Uh, anything else we do? I, there's something else about Jonathan Isaac I want to get to, but is there anything else before we transition to the next topic about Jonathan uh, Isaac? I don't think so. So Jonathan Isaac, after that game, that was game one. Game two for the Orlando Magic, he's driving to the hole. Freak injury torn acl out for the rest of the season and social media same, same injury he just had right that um that uh oh he had he had a uh, acl injury before i believe so okay i, I knew he was kind of injury prone but I, I didn't know it was acl so acl injury out for the season obviously with the everything going on and us not knowing when the next season will resume it can affect next season and and by the way the acl i'm not trying to downplay it 
he should be fine. Eventually, you know, you get it's not. All right, never mind. I'm not going to even go there. But anyways, ACL injury. And we saw on social media. A lot of people clowning Jonathan Isaac. A lot of people say, well, a lot of people saying, well, now you're kneeling now because your knee is busted and things along that line. I mean, you go on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, even Dan Lebertar put a poll out there. and, and, And to Dan's credit, they weren't trying to make fun of it, but they just then said, well, let's just ask the question anyway. And it eventually became almost like a joke. So Dan Lebertard, they apologized. The Dan Lebertard show apologized, but you know, it's out there. They get criticized. Matthew, what do you have to say about all these people who are, who got the jokes flying? Like, like are the jokes even, and I'm going to be careful because kind of off topic, but we had a lot of jokes for the whole thing with Will Jada August and the entanglements we had jokes when these are real people's lives so i understand that i know someone could say oh you're pretty being pretty hypocritical but for this situation jonathan isaac is a basketball player he said what he said and then he injured himself a physical injury and a lot of people have jokes about that do you have a problem with the jokes or are they just jokes I think they're just jokes like they're they they might not be done in the best like I don't think you you can't make so uh what is it if you're gonna try to be funny you can't really like worry about stuff like that you know what I'm saying especially like these are not like jokes that are going direct I mean he's gonna see them for sure Mm -hmm. just because they're everywhere but the jokes, the, the the jokes on the internet gonna fly regardless, like no matter what. Mind you, okay, so you know me, I, I'm I'm all for the I'm all for the drama, I'm all for the train wrecks, I'm all for, like you said, the jokes flying. For me, in this situation, though, like we're talking about someone's career is being threatened. You know, this isn't just like, oh, it's an embarrassing moment. Ha ha ha. We're talking about this is someone's career and potential livelihood could be affected because of this. And even though, like I said, just a few minutes before, I didn't agree with his opinion on the situation. That doesn't mean I want to wish injury on the dude. Oh, no. I never <laughs> want to wish her. Nobody. I don't think anybody was wishing injury on him. It's just the crate. This it literally was the next game, like it. I don't. It seemed like some. It, I. It wasn't. It clearly wasn't scripted or anything. But it seems like something that could have been scripted from like a movie or something. Like it. So it's crazy. If you want to bring up the irony, I have no Absolutely. problem with that because Absolutely. that is pretty ironic. Crazy you didn't take the ironic. knee, so your 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 knee is now busted. That is ironic. I will say that. But like the jokes and and not just and actually let me not let me not talk about the jokes per se. Because I'm talking about the real. Be, it, I'm talking about the real jokes. people who were happy. That's oh, probably, no, that's see, my that's problem. Different. That's different. That's different. You can't. I don't know. Like it, people shouldn't have been happy. You, you can't really be happy about somebody tearing their ACL. So I, I'm going to go on Facebook and actually go through some. 
some real comments. People jubilant about his ACL tear? Yeah, I'm going to uh, go through some real comments. Boom. Someone said, liveth by the sword, falleth by the knee. Someone also said, I well that that one's not funny. It just said I knew that was coming. Um, hold on, let me. I don't want to laugh, but this is funny how you put it. Uh, someone said, uh, "Man, okay, so I guess all the crazy jokes because I guess days." Oh, said all knees matter. Someone said. Uh, someone shows a, a a meme of Jesus Christ crossing up and Jonathan Isaac. So the and then and I wish because there's so many comments I can't find the ones when I saw them initially. A lot of people were like happy and praising that he that he injured himself, and that's that's my problem with the with the situation. That's crazy. The jokes, okay. There's going to be tasteful jokes. There's going to be some not so tasteful jokes, but they're going to be jokes. But there are a lot of people praising his injury, and that's my big problem with the situation. Let's uh be quick about this, uh, because I, I I we for sure went a little too long. Um, NBA overreactions now, Matthew. After one week, love these. What what are some overreactions? Um. Man, I'm I'll start with one. Here's an overreaction here. Um, the Clippers are in real trouble. Mm, definitely overreaction. <laughs> That's an overreaction. Jazz but, in real trouble. Is that an overreaction? That's, that's an accurate reaction. <laughs> uh, here's a, another overreaction. Um, Miami is the team to beat in the East. Just because of their victories and some of them without Jimmy Butler, that's just look, honestly that's just a bad, that's a that's a slight overreaction. Like that's that's not that's not that crazy. They, I don't think they can come out the East, but nobody is trying to play the Heat in the playoffs. Here's another overreaction: TJ Warren's going to be an All Star next year. A mm, little bit, a little bit of an overreaction. I look, look I like TJ. That's just. I hope. Look, he better hope that they can play in the dome next year. <laughs> I gotta look it up. Is TJ are the uh, Heat and Pacers gonna play each other again? Because remember what happened with Jimmy Butler and TJ Warren. What happened with Jimmy Butler and TJ Warren? You, are you asking that question because you want me to just talk about, it or you don't remember? Both. <laughs> uh, you, you don't. Well, you just said it. Um, Earlier this year, T.J. Warren and uh, Jimmy Butler went at it like they were about to actually fight on the that court. And, See, um, and that 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 makes me sad because I feel like they would be great teammates. <laughs> and uh, you know, they they the next matchup was supposed to be you know later in the season, but because of COVID, you know, it didn't happen. So, but I think they. They have they have to play. I'll, we'll have to look up to see if they play later in this uh, in this restart. Um, any other overreactions that you could think of? Uh, Raptors coming out of the East. So, I guess that's an overreaction for you. 
Just a little bit. It's it's <laughs> it's that's a baby overreaction. Because the Raptors actually are playing really good. Kyle Lowry. Like neutral site. Kyle Lowry is he's balling. And it Fred seems it seems like they haven't skipped a beat even without Kawhi Leonard. So that's mm-hmm. that's the weird part about it. So uh yeah. Um let's get to you the Washington Wizards real quick. They're trash. They've lost every game. Had a close game today against the 76ers, but they're bad. Should have known this. Not going to spend too much time with them. Your your Los Angeles Lakers. They did beat the Clippers game one. They lost the Raptors Raptors game two. That's bad loss. But they defeated the Jazz game three, and they locked up the number one overall seed in the West. You are the Lakers fan here, so... I'm gonna give you some time to vent about the team. Oh, they 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 missed the Rondo and Avery Bradley tremendously. Perfect. Uh, Deion Waiters looks like he has he has spark sometimes, but there there's no other guard play on the team like at all. Caruso's, uh, he's he's he can't get it. He's not gonna get it done like this. The the offense has changed a lot, for sure. Yeah, they, they need some help at point guard. They need some help at point guard. Off it's topic, not coming. Off topic, I listened to a podcast with Drew, uh, not Drew Holiday, uh, Darren Collison. And Darren sure Collison am. said, I really had no intention of playing for the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> Which So you remember all that buzz that had came out about him. Terrible. Yeah, he was like, I had no intention intention of really playing for them. So yeah. Um, Should have got Jamal Crawford. <laughs> I get anybody bro. That'll wrap it up for our oh before we oh oh Sabrina Unescu, grade three ankle sprain out for the rest of the season. She she had uh a not so okay game one. Game two was what 34 points i think she dropped game two and then sprained her ankle game three out for the rest of the season is this injury going to impact her career or is this just hey get healthy we'll be back at it year two it's an unfortunate thing to happen it's she gonna bounce back i i think she'll bounce back it's unfortunate it's sad especially for the WNBA because of the marketing and just being as talented as she is, it's very sad to not see her play. I was looking forward to seeing her play. And I didn't have a chance to watch her live in the WNBA yet. So it is unfortunate for her, unfortunate for fans like me. However, I think once she heals from the ankle sprain, she should be fine. Year two, there'll be some other challenges because just trying to get back into a rhythm of playing against WNBA players. But... I think she'll be fine. That'll wrap it up here for our basketball segment. Let's now get into the NFL. Let me bring up my rundowns. I can I can't even remember what happened in the NFL. Kind of say, oh, Antonio Brown. The uh, NFL's come out and said Antonio Brown is going to be suspended for the first eight games, no matter if he's on a team. What if they're not eight games? <laughs> that's a, that's a real that's a real uh real possibility. That's a big. Okay. No, that, I'm not gonna say that's a big suspension. Antonio Brown was wilding. 
eight games. They're saying he's suspended. Do you think they're putting that out there because there's maybe some rumblings around the league oh, that there's some teams interested? Uh, yeah, every every team should be interested in except the Raiders, I assume. <laughs> At real time, the Raiders should be interested. <laughs> I mean, no, they they definitely should be, but that's you know, they, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> so, I think the NFL is kind of, in a way, doing him a service, doing him a a favor by saying, "Hey." We're going to suspend you for these eight games, even if you're not on the team. So if a team signs you, you know, after week eight or week nine, depending on if they had a bye week or not. Hey, man, you can come back. I think that's a good sign for Antonio Brown. What's the team? Uh, that's better sh- than nothing. What's the team that should sign him, Matthew? Uh, Seahawks or. Probably the Seahawks. That's 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 a good fit. Seahawks, maybe. Maybe the Colts. I don't know. The Colts might be nice too. Another team that I I, I I'm thinking of is the Packers. Oh, uh, Aaron Rodgers yeah. needs some help. He needs he, some help. He needs. I don't know if Antonio Brown can uh, make it in Wisconsin. <laughs> I don't know if that's a that 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 might be too wild for him up there. That might be the best situation. <laughs> True. <laughs> that he goes to Wisconsin in the middle of nowhere and, and just have to deal with what's happening when it comes to football. So, uh, yeah, uh, man. Uh, other NFL news. We have the Matthew Stafford. Did you hear about his uh, quote unquote positive COVID test? I did. It has come back that it was a neg- it was a false test. As we came back, he was tested negative for COVID-19. Apparently, he was, I guess, harassed by fans about the situation. So he's blaming the NFL for coming out and mentioning him having COVID, blah, 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 whatever. It's, unfortunately, it's part, part of the game. People people are wild and crazy. They're going to say stuff. So, I, I mean, I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what to say. Uh, other NFL news. There is the opt-out list. Players who are deciding to opt out. Oh, listen, yeah. And that list is extending, getting more and more guys being part of the list. NFL players have up until tomorrow at, I think, 4 p.m. Eastern time to determine if they're going to opt out or not. I'm going to go through some of the notable players throughout the league who are opting out. We have uh, Eddie Goldman, defensive tackle of the Bears for the Bills, star uh, Lotu Leah. He's pretty good for the Browns. Uh, and none of those guys are important. <laughs> Cardinals offensive tackle Marcus Gilbert, the Chiefs, Laurent Duvernay Tardif. The only reason why I say he's notable is because he's actually a doctor. Did you know that he's an NFL player? That's a doctor. Is, the, uh, is that the guy that was he said? What team was he on? The Chiefs. I didn't know that. Yes, uh, and he said dealing going to with, work with the elderly in Canada. Yeah, he, he's been working in Canada. He is Canadian, my understanding is. And he said working out in the field, he's like, look, man, I can't I can't play football right now uh, knowing what this disease, this virus does. Uh, Damian Williams of the Chiefs is also mm-hmm. opting out for the Cowboys uh, fullback 
Jamie's Alawale. That's kind of big just because of the position. For the Dolphins, Allen Hearns and Albert Wilson, both wide receivers. For the Eagles, wide receiver Marquise Goodwin. For the Giants, offensive tackle Nate Solder. For the Jets, C.J. Mosley, the linebacker. So let's remember, C.J. Mosley only played two games last year before he was out for the entire season. And now he's going to be out for the entire season again due to COVID. We mentioned last week about the Patriots, that list of guys, uh, Brandon Bolden, Marcus Cannon, Patrick Chung, Dante Hightower, Marquise Lee, Najee Torin, Danny um Danny Vitel and Matt Lacoste. The big notable name is Dante Hightower and Patrick Chung. For the Ravens, DeAnthony Thomas. For the Seahawks, Chance Womack. And for the Vikings, Michael Pierce. So those are some of the notable guys. There are some other players on the list, but they're not, in my opinion, very notable. So I'm not going to even waste my time with it, uh, though. But... Those guys, I mean, I, do, do you think the list is going to expand before 4 p.m. tomorrow? <laughs> Absolutely. I agree. I think there are going to be some guys who are going to come right down to the bubble and say, uh, right down to the deadline and say, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. I can't risk it. Uh, some players, uh, I mean, players will be compensated. Some will get I think 150 grand, and then if they were really high risk, then 350 grand. So um, they will be getting something. Um, but I did see something where they you may have to repay it. Re- it back next year. Even if you don't make the team. <laughs> also, um, did you see some of the rules that I guess uh, these players, these uh, some of the fines they're trying to levy? No. So they're trying to get fine guys if they are after the first warning, if they go to like unsanctioned places, if they go to public places that have more than 10 people. So clubs, bars, um, uh, parties, you know, if they if they find out that you're at these venues, unnecessary or non-essential venues. If you're there and there's more than 10 people and you're not wearing PPE, they're going to find you. I think up, I forgot what the amount. Also, there's some, there's not enough clarification on it, but it seems like the NFL was trying to put tracking devices on, on the players. So okay. uh, NFL is wilding. Yeah, they're, they're definitely wilding on that one. So we have to wait and see how all of that plays out. Uh, you're Minnesota Vikings, Matthew. Any news coming out of Minnesota? Uh, I, I don't think so. The last I heard was about Delvin Cook showing up to camp. He did, and he is participating in the activities that they can participate in. So that's good sign for the Vikings. Uh, let's get to the Dallas Cowboys. They are the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. Lofty goals. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Yes, Amari Cooper. He said he predicts that him, Michael Gallup, and CD Lamb are going to get a thousand yards each this season. <laughs> he said they've also been working out with Dak Prescott during the pandemic and that all those guys are gelling pretty well. Let's start with the, that comment, though. Do you, do you even think it's even 
reasonable. Is- no possible way. In the, in the four games uh, season, this about to happen. No possible way. <laughs> you make a point. You make a good point there. <laughs> you make a great point there. It might not be sixteen games. Oh man, look. I think the NFL. The NFL doesn't believe, or they're not. They don't care about sides. I think they're going to really try and play these games, but they may end up being in a situation like baseball where we'll talk about the next. Uh, so yeah, we have to. Man, but yeah, those those, those are some lofty goals. Three Very receivers to all get a thousand yards. Has that even happened? I know we've had two receivers get over a thousand yards. Have we had three receivers get over a thousand yards before? I I don't think so. The only teams that I could probably think of is maybe that 07 Patriots where you had Moss, Stallworth, and Welker. Maybe. That's the only team I could think of. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, if, if 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 it's happened before, it has not happened too many times. Like, and then maybe one of those Colts teams where you had Harrison. Wayne, possibly uh, Dallas Clark being the the third receiver to get it, even though he's a tight end, he's still a receiver. Yeah. Uh, so maybe maybe that, but I, I I honestly can't remember three receivers all getting over a thousand yards. So those are some lofty goals. Um, we'll have to see how all of that plays out. We're gonna have to see if Amari uh, Cooper is the goat for being correct or the goat for being wrong. There <laughs> <So>. we go. <laughs> <laughs> that'll wrap it up here for our nfl segment let's now get into our quick hitter segment major league baseball they're going through some real problems so the marlins they are back in action after their quarantine last week but there's another team that's having a rise in covid cases the st louis cardinals their four game series against the can't remember which team they were supposed to play but that got postponed they had to determine if they're going to play those games Later, uh, do you think, you know, we, we've mentioned the NFL. Do you think Major League Baseball is going to actually <laughs> finish their season? It's no possible way. It's looking real hard. It's looking real bleak for Major League Baseball. For there to be any, like, confirmation that they'll actually finish the season, this Cardinals team has to be the last team where there's an outbreak. Has to be. You can't then get other teams having an outbreak. Other baseball news. Juan Soto's back for the Nationals. Perfect. And Nationals actually are on a winning streak. So uh, that's some good news for the Nationals. Um, Other news. College sports. Did you hear about the Players Coalition in the Pac-12 when it comes to college football? Mm -hmm. There's a a group of Pac-12 football players who and I, they say it's over 100 football players have come out and said look they are boycotting team activities until the conference you know adheres to their demands some of their demands listen to this they want uh proper testing for COVID-19 they want protections for their scholarships they want to uh also be able to create a revenue sharing model so they can get paid also be eligible for their name image and likeness they also want this is the big one here 
they want to protect the other sports in the Pac-12 because the Pac-12, you know, was scrapping some sports. They want to preserve the other sports. So they're not just looking out for themselves. They are looking out for other athletes in the Pac-12. They also want some uh, social justice initiatives created, some diversity programs. They want a panel to discuss race race relations within uh, between co- coaches and players. Uh, so there's like over a hundred players who have boycotted. Uh, Sports Illustrated has come out and said the number is in is in the hundreds. They say hundreds of players. So for all we know, it could be 500 players, could be 600 players, could be 200 players. But there's a significant amount of players who are not playing. So that that's some that's some news. Also, UConn football has canceled football. They're the first Division One program to cancel football. So be the last. <laughs> I, look, I don't see how football. Unless you do, uh, the NBA has the model, and I just don't know you if you can do college sports like that. Yeah, I just don't see why. We mentioned it last week. I just don't see the rush. Why can't you just say, "Hey, we're pushing everything to, f- to spring. We're pushing everything to spring." I know you're gonna have a short off season on the back end, but hey, it's a pandemic. We got to make adjustments. It. Th- th- to me, that just makes so much sense. But, you know, we're not the people who are the powers that be. Uh, Lewis Hamilton. Perfect. The greatest grenade of all time. Perfect. The reason why yeah, I'm in sure. fourth place and not in third. Mm. Um, he won another race, the uh, British Grand Prix. Moving up the rankings for all-time wins on the Formula One circuit. So, shout out to Lewis Hamilton. Uh, that'll wrap it up here for our quick hitter segment. Let's now get into our championship of the week. Every week we celebrate those who do well and we criticize those that do not. Starting with you, Matthew, who's your champ of the week? Well, it's, uh, it's got to go to my guy, TJ Warren. Baby, want a champ. The, 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 what is it? The, the bubble goat. <laughs> we mentioned earlier, 50 point performance. Game one backed it up with a 30 point performance. That's a good choice. Uh, my champ of the week has to go to Aaron Judge. Baby, want a champ. Of the New York Yankees. He had a stretch. Five consecutive games with home runs. Capped it off with two home runs against the Boston Red Sox. And one of them being a walk-off home run. So, yes. Aaron Judge is my champ of the week. Also, I got to give my I gotta give another champ of the week to the Pac-12 Players Coalition that are boycotting. Baby, want a champ. Because at the end of the day, they, they have everything to lose compared to professional athletes or more to lose, significantly more. And they're, they're, they're sacrificing it. So, so shout out to them. Matthew, who's your chump of the week? Uh, the, uh, the Phoenix Suns for trading TJ Warren for cash to buy a copy machine. Because you're a chump. Like, <laughs> it, it's gotta be the bottom three organizations in the NBA <laughs> I mean they are having a good restart but yes we, we gotta we gotta criticize them for just letting TJ Warren go for nothing my chump of the week and why am I having a blank right now geez I had a chump oh my goodness 
Now I'm having a blank. Oh, man. I guess I'm going to have to give my chump of the week to all the fans that are celebrating Jonathan Isaac's injury. Because you're a chump. Look, you want, like we said, mentioned the jokes, they could fly. All right, whatever. But those who are actually happy for his injury, man, that's that's irresponsible. And, and, and that's real, real deplorable. Also, there was a fan that was um, happy that Montrez Harrell's mother passed away. You're a chump for that. Because you're a chump. Um, so yeah, man, those, those are my chumps of the week. The, the, the internet trolls, they're happy for real losses in life. Let's now get into our sports free zone. This is the segment of the podcast where we talk about everything except sports. Let's start off with the terrible explosion that occurred in Beirut, Lebanon yesterday still investigating it did you see any of the footage of that matthew absolutely it's horrifying horrifying devastating uh it looks better like it's it looks better than explosions in movies and that's never what you want perfect it's seen oh sorry continue crazy looking it seems like a factory that had ammunition because this was on the port, the eastern port of the city. Seems like a factory had ammunition or fireworks. Um, an explosion started there and then spread to another building. And that's when the huge explosion that occurred, a mush that that produced a mushroom cloud that explosion was heard over a hundred miles away. How like, I didn't even know that was possible that you can hear explosions that loud. I know, you know, like the atomic bomb, we know that there were effects that was, you know, radiation that went pretty far out, but to say you heard the explosion, that's this crazy over a hundred people have passed away hundreds more injured i know those numbers are going to uh skyrocket even more so real prayer for those out in lebanon if you're able to donate blood please do so if if you can um i'm gonna be honest when i first saw it when i saw the explosion i was like was that an attack and it seems like there are some people who think they were attacked but based on what you saw, do you think it was just an explosion or, or, or an actual attack? I I don't know, man. That that was a gigantic curry. It was that was, it looked uh what is it? That was a crazy explosion. That's all I know. I'll say this. From the footage that we saw, and I've saw numerous There's a lot of videos of it. And one of them was like the person was really close to it you could see that there were sparks everywhere looked like fireworks were going off and i some people are saying it's a a factory that had fireworks some people are saying it's a factory that had ammunition regardless of what it was it fits the characteristics that something was there and they were going off and then you saw that the second building exploded and that's when we saw the mushroom cloud so to me it seems like an accident or at least something on the grounds occurred 
was someone irresponsible was a foul play was it some people are speculating that it was just the high temperatures sparked just one of those ammunitions and because it's in a factory everything caught on fire that's very possible some people though think they were attacked and i'll say this if they were attacked by you know a missile from an air or 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 uh, or a a, a a sea craft that was a well executed attack because they really made it seem like it was something <laughs> they made it seem like an accident so that that's all i'll say i believe it was just an accident but hey we'll have to wait and see what comes out of this investigation uh other news outside of sports uh did you see your boy uh donald trump matthew you are fake news i saw parts of it donald trump did an interview with axios exclusive interview it's about 30 minutes long and they spoke a lot about they spoke about a lot of things the pandemic black lives matter federal federal uh police officers in portland and seattle the economy race relations let's just say your boy donald trump did not look good don't be rude not that he ever really looks good but (laughs) after watching the interview it just reaffirmed to me that racism and bigotry really really was so big in, in 2016 that that's how he got elected because we knew all of this craziness and this country still elected him and then now we're dealing with what we're dealing with he downplayed the deaths you had the uh, the the reporter say hey don't, you, you can't skew the numbers like look at how many people died we have hundreds of thousands of people who have died you can't then say oh well it's just a segment of the population at the end of the day people that's a lot of people to die from a virus that could have been contained a lot better so uh and and then the funny parts was just donald trump talking about what was going on talking about the tulsa uh tulsa um rally that you had tickets for matthew perfect uh that you didn't attend everybody all the k-pop everybody had tickets for that (laughs) uh he, he mentioned the the fiasco with that he had his graphs, his Excel spreadsheets that made no sense. What do you have to say about that interview, Matthew, from the, from what you saw? Oh, it was a mess. Can't say Yosemite. <laughs> Yosemite. <laughs> Yosemite. Oh, man, yo, Donald Trump, man. Look, if he wasn't putting us in a lot of issues that we're in you know after he's no longer in office you know we could laugh about it but the stuff that he's got us in we can't just laugh about it like (laughs) these are some real life problems that are gonna have repercussions for decades and generations so man donald trump such a clown don't be rude did you see black is king uh matthew uh i have not not yet I saw portions of Blackest King. Blackest King is the visual album from Beyonce, which is loosely based or based off the Lion King movie. Disney allowed Beyonce to pretty much create her own soundtrack for the movie. 
It was shot in numerous parts of Africa. It was shot with, uh, recorded with a lot of African artists and and African dignitaries. The visuals look good. The songs, from what I heard, from the little bit that I listened to, sound good. A lot of high praises. One person that did not praise Beyonce, though, was No Name. Are you familiar with No Name, Matthew? Just a little, a little bit, a little bit. So No Name is an artist. I don't know any song that she has made or produced. Uh, She is big on social activism. So I must give her credit for that. She, she criticized J. Cole for, and uh, not just, no, she didn't criticize J. Cole. She criticized male rappers for, you know, rapping about what they rap about. But when it's time about for action, they're not out there in the streets protesting or doing real action for the movement you had j cole who had a took a shot at her in a song a lot of people about a month ago were burying j cole but now those same people are burying no name because no name said that beyonce is capitalizing on the african aesthetic and that she hasn't really done anything for africa Look, I understand Beyonce is a multi-millionaire. I know she's probably worth she's probably worth closer to a billion dollars than like a hundred million dollars. I understand she has a lot of pull, but I don't understand how you want one celebrity to just change everything in an entire continent. Like, is that is that a crazy statement for me to make, Matthew? I don't think so. <laughs> like, I look. I understand they're celebrities, but what do you want these celebrities to do for an entire continent? You can bring awareness, but I. Other than that, I just don't know what you want. Like, do you want them to end up running for office and then changing things? I don't know. What's the recourse, Matthew? Um, or am I just being unreasonable? <laughs> Or is no name being unreasonable? I, see, I I don't know. I really don't know. It's it's great when celebrities show up and have an interest for you know causes that I don't want to that actually like affect people and can like change the world pretty much. But it's I don't. It, it can't all be on Beyonce. Yeah, just I I don't I don't I don't know what they wanted. I feel like Beyonce is one of those artists where there's she's very polarizing, and it's not because of her. She's polarizing because of music fans. Either she's the greatest thing ever, and look, she's one of the greats at this point in her career. She's 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 up there on the michael jackson level perfect she's that much of an icon but according to the beehive she might be you know god according to the beehive and according to the haters she's most trash artist out there that's just popular because of her looks so she's so polarizing (laughs) and like i said it's not even her fault but and and i think this is an example of of her polarization you have a lot of people commending beyonce for 
the visual album and then you have an artist like no name it's just like oh you're just out there you know capitalizing on africans and you're not really helping them and i'm just like yo can we find a middle ground can we find a middle ground that'll wrap it up for our sports free zone let's now get to our reddit topic of the week this week we didn't go on reddit i guess we created a topic that we could have posted on reddit right matthew so so matthew and i in the past have mentioned how COVID 19 has adjusted the sports calendar and we kind of just mentioned real quick how things can be better but now we said let's take an actual let's do an extensive report on the nba specifically and the possible change to the schedule so uh, this season will not end until middle of october and then the nba draft will start you know short shortly shortly after that and it's still up in the air with the return or the start of the following season with you know us knowing that the end of the season will be in october i've suggested that hey i understand it's only two months but once again it's a pandemic and we have to make some sacrifices let's start the season christmas day five games christmas day still have your 82 game season and i just was like let's let's actually plan this so let's start with the actual start let's let's discuss the actual start of next season when should next season start matthew you said uh you said it ends in the middle of october yeah this this current season is going to end in the middle of october i think the first week or the second week of october it needs to be what is it preseason games i guess we need to start three months after that three and a half months Okay, so preseason, three months, we're done. We're looking at November, December, January. If you say that half month, end of January, early February. Yeah. Pretty it's I guess and it, it is it's it's the first season is gonna be weird just because it's gonna be some teams that like that didn't make the bubble and have been not playing basketball for <laughs> almost a year. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But it's gonna have to be something like that. Because they're not gonna just, I can't. I couldn't see the NBA skipping to, like, or skipping a whole season. You know what I'm saying? So some uh, somewhere around then. Okay, before we get to the next point, for me, I'm I'm reaffirming that the NBA season should start Christmas Day, no matter what. No matter what. Christmas Day, it's a big inconvenience, but it's going to be an inconvenience to what eight yeah. teams, maybe. <laughs> like like when you think about it it's not even all 16 you know it's gonna be about probably eight teams they're gonna be really inconvenienced super inconvenient yes if you made it to the finals it's gonna be a super inconvenience but you did have four month break before you have two months start christmas day still fit in 82 they could elongate the season a little bit, try to eliminate some back to back just because I feel or those those eight teams are gonna be the eight teams that like people are gonna want to see. Mm-hmm. And you don't want injuries to be like a crazy problem because they just ran a, a abbreviated season and then start another 82. Mm-hmm. 
So with your plan, let's go back to your plan. Uh-huh. You say start in February, late January, early February. How many? That's get- that's that's, e- that's that would be the easiest way to do it. But I, you know, I love the Christmas start. <laughs> yeah. Okay, for, that's but a for, good one too. okay, so just because okay, so I know you let's love start the- on Christmas, Jeremy. Let's start on Christmas. No, no, I no, just no, want. No, no. I, I, want, I would I, want. Uh, I would want. Uh, what is it? I don't want to say an extra All Star weekend, but I would like. Uh, what is it? Maybe a, that mini tournament that they talk about to kind of give another break in the season. Perfect. So, so th- that's cool. Uh, the reason why, okay, I know you love. I know you love the Christmas Day. Gotta the reason why. The reason why I, I want you to stick with the February date is just so we can compare. Okay each no, of them just so we could bounce the ideas off of each other so you you say february or late january early february i say christmas day let's say we go with your plan and i'm saying your plan just for the sake of the conversation how many games do you play that season oh we still gotta go 82 okay so if we do 82 we theoretically will be possibly going We'll go into March, April, May, June. What July? All July, August, kind of into what we're doing right now. Basically, based on that calendar, we are talking about us restructuring this calendar to February to October. October is my math. No, that doesn't even make any sense. How many months are in actual? So normally you have pretty much half of October. So let's count that as a half month. We have November, December, January, February, March, half of April. So November, January, February, March. You have half of October and half of April. So five months. So if we say February, we're going to have February, March. April, May, June for the regular season. Postseason starts sometime in June, and it'll end in August. Okay, June, 40 days, because usually postseason is about 40 to 50 days. Or no, it's a, it's a, it's almost, it's almost 60 days. So we say into August, starting early September is when it ends. With your, with your model. Yeah. With my model, let's just say we play Christmas Day. We get the five months in, so pretty much January, February, March, April, May. We start postseason beginning of June. So pretty much June and July, you pretty much get then August, September, October. Obviously, November, sometime in November, you start end of November or mid-November end of November you start training camp to give them time so so those are our our proposals now here are some drawbacks who says NBA players actually want to not have summer breaks off (laughs) because it sounds good for me as a fan who's at home and like man it's really only baseball so I won't that's, mind. That's seeing, always been my thing. <laughs> I won't mind seeing basketball and baseball, and then you don't have to compete against football. <laughs> but who says NBA players actually want to just mm. play during that time? That's one. That's one thing. Also, how do we handle the Olympics? 
because basketball is big for the Olympics. Huge. Do we take a break for the Olympics? Mind you, I think the NBA is such a big league that the NBA can go to the IOC and says, hey, we need you all to adjust the summer game schedule. (laughs) So that's a problem. What other, I guess, problems do you see with a schedule that doesn't stick to the traditional October to to June? Uh, the big one would be the the what is it playing through the summer? I feel like a lot of people you, that's it's normally a, a, uh, in my opinion a, a huge downtime for a recovery for NBA players. Um. And like leisure time, like they, it, w- it would be a lot more winter vacations. Yeah, I also, here's another thing that we must think of. A lot of these venues also whole, um, also play uh, NHL games. Mm-hmm. So let's say the NHL sticks to their schedule of October to June. And then the NBA is like, oh, we'll do December to what I said or February to what you said. Pretty much those venues are always going to have games. However, we know, especially here with the Capital One Arena. Summertime is where a lot of the concerts happen. So these owners are able to get NHL and NBA and then summer get a whole bunch of concerts and events there. If the NBA is playing during the summer, you definitely cut down the the event days. And event days make a lot of money for them. So that's one problem that I don't even know if owners going to are going to be willing to just be like, "Oh, I'll deal with the you know, basketball game." That's going on, and I'm going to let this concert pass. Because there's more people usually at these concerts than some of these basketball games. Absolutely. (laughs) Especially if your team is a bad team, and then you have someone like Beyonce coming in town. (laughs) Or your team is bad, and there's a Taylor Swift concert. (laughs) There's going to be more people at the concert than any sellout that you could have had for the basketball game. So that's that's, that's another problem uh, that we come up with. But yeah, so... Some of the problems, like I said, the Olympics, how are you going to handle that? How are you going to ha- how are players, our players themselves going to even be cool with playing during the summer? And then these owners, do they want to give up a lot of these event days? Me as a fan, though, I, I love how there's basketball right now in the summer, because at the end of the day, it is a summer sport. It's, yeah. it's the biggest summer sport. <laughs> like, I yeah when it, it comes just to- makes sense for it to be or i don't want to say it makes sense because it went such a long time without it ever even being like a thought of it being a summer sport but that's when everybody really takes to the courts here's another thing another problem with restructuring the season in the ways that we want them if that nba plays during the summer it might like almost bury the WNBA because the WNBA had that time during the summer. So that's, that's going to be a big problem. It's going to actually hurt the WNBA 
because the, the WNBA already struggles for ratings. You're going to struggle even more when the actual NBA is going on. <laughs> so, yeah, man. I guess these are things that, man, uh, people who get paid a lot more money have to, to have to manage and deal with. Um, what are some, is there any other, I guess, uh, scenarios that you think can work in this situation? Uh, they they could cut a lot of regular season games and try to like get back on track to their normal like season. I guess if they did a a br- like yeah, if they started on Christmas and did like a fifty game season, like a lockout like short season, okay. yeah, something like that. That's could be that that's something that's like kind of it makes a lot of sense. So your suggestion is do something like the lockout in 2011, the 2011-2012 season, shorten season, and then just get back to the normal October to June schedule. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah, the selfish person in me still wants the Christmas to summertime. <laughs> well, that look, that would be ideal. That would be great. <laughs> the selfish person in me still wants that. So then I because look, even with the primetime games that occur early in the season, football is really king in this country. So I'm I'm still watching a lot of football up until like Christmas. Cuz after Christmas that's when, you know, the postseason starts so there's less games. And so you could really focus on basketball at the same time. Uh, We're both huge NBA fans, so we're going to focus on both. But, you know, the casual fan is like, look, I I can't keep up with everything. (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, that's I guess there's just no perfect scenario for all of this. (laughs) Anything else on this topic before we roll out of here, Matthew? Oh, I think we got it. All right. That'll wrap it up for our Reddit topic of the week. All right, is there uh, anything that we missed before we get out of here, Matthew? Uh, I don't think so. No breaking news. I don't. I don't see anything. Nothing happened. Nothing big happened while we recorded. Well, Matthew, I want to thank you for everything that you do. I want to give a shout out to our usuals: OSS nine eighty, shut your face, tampering season. The Caesar Show, What You Expect Podcast, J. Bobby and Rios, 4th and 13 Podcast, Soggy Nachos, Hand Down, Man Down, We Ain't Got Our Shit Together Podcast, Just Bear With Us Podcast. want to thank everyone who also listens to us faithfully. Shout out to Clay, LJ, Warren, Erica, Tony. Christina, Laurel, Leslie, James, Mike, and Miggy. Shout out to the Dual Exchange on YouTube. Make sure you check them out. Also, our businesses, Mig Reina, Doll Parts, Eat the City, DC, Trezo Beach. They are still doing stuff during the pandemic, so check them out on Instagram. Also, shout out to the Griffith Family Fantasy Football League. Matthew, are you excited for the draft lottery tomorrow? A little bit, yeah. For those that don't know, Matthew ended in uh, last place again. 
Uh, but he won. He won the winner's bracket. I mean, the lo- sorry, the loser's bracket. So in our fantasy football league, even if you don't make the playoffs, you still got to play those weeks because whoever wins in the loser's bracket has the highest odds to get the number one overall draft pick. So we have a weighted draft lottery just like the NBA. And Matthew, for the second year in a row, has the best odds of winning the number one overall pick. I guess Matthew is doing the trust the process method. Perfect. <laughs> right, Matthew? Look, I hope not. The 76 is in trouble, too. <laughs> Uh, it is also a three-person keeper league. Matthew, real quick, how excited are you that, you know, first of all, are you, are you ready for the offline draft? This is the first time we're doing an offline draft. I think so. All I, Let me just say this, and I'm going to say this for the people who are part of the league. Welcome. we got to welcome Frank and, and CJ to the league. Now we have a 14-team league. All I'm going to say is this. Today is August the 5th. The keeper's deadline is September 6th at 11 p.m. Please get your keepers in order. Because at that deadline, it's a hard deadline. After that, players go into the available players pool. All I'm going to say is this. I'm predicting someone is going to forget their keepers. And then be upset. Perfect. Do you think that's going to happen, Matthew? I don't think so. Yeah, man. Um, And then we're going to do, like I said, an offline draft. And the draft will be on Zoom. And guess what else? This is an announcement I'm going to make here. First time you're hearing this, Matthew. Uh, You're going to hear this first before the rest of the league. We are going to stream the league, the, the draft on YouTube. Perfect. Oh. <laughs> it's going to be bananas. It's going to be bananas. So how excited are you for this? Mm, probably like 7 7.58 right now. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, shout out to the GFFFL. Anything else before we roll out of, out of here, Matthew? I think we got it. All right, Matthew, I want to thank you for everything that you do. Until next time, everyone, sports reality. Peace.